who's there? A program director. A program director who? A program director who needs money now. Isn't there a grant for that? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yep, sounds like a joke, but sadly it's a reality for all grant professionals. Understanding what grants can or can't do for your organization is important, not just for the person who might write the grant, but for colleagues and especially leadership. It's also important to know when to say no to a grant opportunity. These conversations aren't easy. Sometimes your organization needs help learning the right way to facilitate these discussions. The team at D.H. Leonard Consulting trains grant teams on how to approach these strategic decisions. Reach out to them at dhleonardconsulting.com to learn more. I'm Kimberly Hayes-Samuka. And I'm Amanda Day. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Season 6 of the Fundraising Heyday Podcast. So we're here to help you make sense of the complex world of grant writing, fundraising, including how to raise funds, win grants, and work together to change the land. Yep, and we're doing it every two weeks with cheesy sound effects and the occasional song because that's how we roll and learning doesn't have to be boring. No, it does not. And we're also coming to you today from our new location. We're going live and on camera for the first we time. We are! Um, this is the pod spa. You'll notice the soothing cacti and other succulents behind us. We're just here <laughs> in this safe little Yes. So for those of you who are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or however you normally get your podcasts, if you want to see us, mosey on over to youtube you can find us there too and if you don't there's no judgment <laughs> yeah there's no judgment do no, you do it all. what works best for you but we wanted to make the pod available to people in other who might enjoy other formats a little better there might access more of their content on youtube so we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna give it a whirl anyway <laughs> here we are yeah succulents succulents we have succulents and candles come on down <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by our season six sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. Their team can help make grants less stressful by assisting you with grant readiness and training, grant research, grant writing, mock review, as well as providing numerous DIY resources, guides, and templates. Don't let grants stress you out. Did you know that with every fundraising heyday episode, we create a coordinating blog post on their website, dhleonardconsulting.com. Check it out today. Well, welcome to season six, everybody. We are so thrilled that you're here with us, dear listeners. Um, and man, what a season do we have lined up yep. for you? Because in addition to interviews with thought leaders in our field, because of course, we're going to bring those to you as yep. well. We have so much to celebrate this year. That's right. 2023 is just a big old year for fundraising heyday. In February we of 2023, we are yes. celebrating our 100th episode. Woo! Talk about things you never thought were going to happen. A hundred episodes of our shenanigans and extraordinarily professional behavior and talking about serious topics. <laughs> there were um, some of those. Then in November, Amanda and I will be celebrating with you our fifth anniversary five years of podcasting so you if you may remember let's go back in time we dropped our first season entire first season in november of 2018 yep. 
And uh, we've been going strong ever since. Yeah. Uh, that's largely in part um, to our wonderful title season sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting, who has been with us since season two. So that's some dedication, you know, some dedication, pity. We don't care. We're just <laughs> excited. Um, and there are many, many, many other companies and individuals who have placed ads with us. Um, and most importantly, you, dear listeners, who have listened to us and made cookies with our logo on them to give to us Maureen stuff and all sorts of things. Yes. Um, And leading up to our 100th episode, which is going to drop on February 3rd, we would love to hear from y'all. Yes. We would love to hear from you, dear listeners. So Mm -hmm. let us know maybe a favorite topic we have already covered. Um, a favorite guest we've had or just what you love about the show in general. So you can give us a shout out on April, Apple podcast yep. through a review there. Um, you can find us on Twitter at funding. Heyday. You can send us an email at fundraising. Heyday at gmail.com. All kinds of ways to reach us. Um, and just let us know what your favorite is as we're getting ready to celebrate big year. episodes. And it's the whole year of 2023. We're not yes. doing this, oh, it's happy anniversary to you and me. I don't know what the fifth year, if we were married, I don't know what the fifth year anniversary would be. Is it paper? I'm, I'm going to look that up. She's going to look curious. it up. So anyway, we love hearing from you in person. Um, although, you know, you're you're more likely to see Amanda in the wild than me, truth be told. <laughs> but, um, but online and on Twitter, um, Amanda also hosts our um, Fundraising Heyday Facebook page. There are lots of ways you can find us. Yes. Um, and we would love to hear from you about the things that you love the best. So this is not a self-improvement episode. So the things that you hate, just, you know, store those away from another time and tell us about the things that you love. And speaking of topics that we love talking about, today's topic is near and dear to my heart, which means perhaps a rant, perhaps, I don't know, I can't promise <laughs> anything, but the the topic today is stop chasing the money. Will you please stop chasing the money? Yes. And just quick little side note, five-year anniversary, the traditional gift is wood. So I'm, I'm looking around. I don't think we have any in here. Oh, well, so here's we'll, some. Here's yes. all the candles. So that's our that's our, our gift to each other. <laughs> Lovely wood. Uh, yes. Wood. Yeah. So back to, yeah, back to stop chasing the money. If you've been involved with grants long enough, you know exactly what we're talking about, right? Yep, yep. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of grant opportunities out there. And chances are... Um, only a select few actually fit with your mission and purpose and your clientele and all of that good stuff. Right. But even so we end up chasing the money, wasting our time on funders, grants and opportunities that we know are not a good fit for our organization. So why do we do that? Kimberly? Why, why do we chase the money? Cause we all do. We I've done it. I'm guessing you've done it. I've, I did it in, in my younger years and now I feel like it's my full-time job to help clients talk clients out of sometimes I feel like I talk clients out of going for grants more often than I'm like, let's do it. But yes, back when I was just starting out before I went as an employee, as a new person on a team, as a young woman finding my way in the work world, I did not, I knew that chasing the money was a bad idea, but I didn't have the, I'll, I'll say wherewithal cause it's a family podcast. Um, and I didn't have that kind of support of myself even to go, yeah, this is a bad idea. Let me tell you why. 
but I can tell you why I felt pushed to do it. It was 99.99999% of the time it was bosses or board members Mm -hmm. just going, oh, well, we just need more grants. Our problem can be solved if we just need more grants. I.e., if you, dear grant writer, would just, you know, write more grants. Just send out more because it's a numbers game, right? And it's like... Well, so-and-so got that grant. Why don't we have it? So-and-so got that grant. Why don't we have it? So go get it. Go get it. As as if we were... Yeah. As if we were those those really smart... What are those? Border collies? And we're like herding sheep, you know? Mm -hmm. Which, good for them but not a life choice that I want for myself. <laughs> um, and then another another kind of, of powerful incentive to go after a grant that's really not a good fit because the money is good. But it's a million dollar grant. Why would we not try? Why would we not try, Kimberly? Well, because it may not be a good fit. <laughs> it may be hyper competitive. They may only be giving out one. Yeah. And it's a national competition. And then you have to get all these people to like you on Facebook. I don't even want to talk about that. It's just ridiculous. But um, actually, it's my job to talk about it. So I guess I am going to be talking about it. But um, another thing that would sort of push, get give me that push, oh, you've got to do it, you've got to do yeah. it, is um, it's us. We are the ones. We They will see us, even though we don't match all the focus areas, they will see us and we are so special. We will deserve that. We will supersede their their stated focus areas and all the fine print because we're special. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How could you not fund the babies? Everybody yeah. loves babies. Why would you not fund the needs But if of it's the an environmental defense funder, I mean, you could make a circuitous and accurate argument that babies are more likely to be affected by poor air quality yeah. and drinking water and all those other things. But if they are <coughs> about buying land and you're about providing super high quality childcare, yeah. that's a long workaround and it's not competitive. Yeah. But I get it. I think the other thing I would add to this is um if it's like a um, mission drift e kind of yes. thing, it's like mission adjacent. Mm-hmm. Like, oh well, we. I'm back to the kids thing, and it's like, well, we provide um, we provide after school programs and summer camps, um, so we should have a bookmobile. Yeah, I mean, I can, I feel, I feel it, I feel it. But if there's nothing in place, or another example I like to use is if let's let's flip it around. You're a, a public library with a, a library foundation, so that you are eligible mm-hmm. for for private foundation grants. And there's a big grant for um, mobile medical clinics or something. Yeah. And you're like, well, a lot of people come here who might be, could use, could use that. Services. Maybe they're housing yeah. insecure. Maybe they are experiencing homelessness right now. And we could be, you could be a hub and you could provide the parking, but you'd probably, your librarians are superheroes, but they're probably also not trained physicians and nurse practitioners and yeah. PAs and EMTs. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sort of like that may be a collaborative opportunity, but then a lot of times we're just driven by this whole scarcity mentality. Like we've got to get all the money. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, up into during the pandemic there. Okay. I think it's still going on, but you know, when it was really, really bad before there were vaccines um, and there was a lot of money flowing out with not a lot of regs. There yes. were so many nonprofits that were not 
and I'm not talking about the the payroll uh, protection, yeah. any of those things. I'm talking about just COVID relief. All of a sudden, it was like, and even some faith faith based, even some churches were like, we need to get some of that. We need to get some of that COVID money. I'm like, or it could go to the frontline workers, the public health the people, yeah. the first responders, um, and then let's let's you know, because if you are, for example, a, a church or um, a senior center. And you don't have any of those other things in place, like maybe you don't have a food pantry or a soup kitchen, or you don't have um, any sort of medical experience whatsoever, then positioning yourself just because there's money, it can take, then if you hire the staff or you train all your staff to do these vaccines or whatever it is that you're doing, then who's going to run the other enrichment activities, help uh, the older adults get checked in, help them through their activities, cook their meals, pick them up, take yeah. whatever it is. Do you know what things. I mean? Yeah. It's like, then you're like duplicating for a grant that might sound juicy, but it's like a, I'm hoping a one-time thing. Like I'm hoping we don't have to, you know, keep every COVID money. Keep, yeah. Keep, yeah. But yeah. So it's like, it, it can go to mission drift and you're getting, temporary funding that leaves your existing successful programs high and dry. Yep. But it's cause it's the money. It's, it's mm-hmm. the money. It's the money. Yeah. So, and there could be other reasons, right? But we're here today to talk about not chasing the money. Cause that's yeah. what we stop. Yes. Stop. Chase the money <laughs> before you go out of business. <laughs> Think it over. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> No copyrights were violated. Was... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Diana Ross. Um, so instead of chasing the money, let's talk about the things that you should do. And we've got a couple of steps to kind of walk you yep, through yep, all of yep. this. So the first thing you need to do is plan. Okay. That's how every good activity should start, right? We're going to plan it. So do your homework in figuring out both what your org needs mm-hmm. and what you, the funding opportunities that are out there. Okay. okay. So let's talk about a strategic plan. Hopefully your organization has one, whether it's one year, three year, five years, however often you do it. But within that strategic plan, you should cover your mission, your programs, right. your need, your purpose. Like who is it you're serving? And so that kind of helps guide you, hopefully, that mission creep that Kimberly was talking about. That document should be a good way to go, wait a minute, we've already planned and figured out everything that we need to do. And right now, this year, or these next three years, our focus is on A, B, and C. Not, yes, there's a grant for D, but that's not what what we need. That's not the purpose of why we exist. And it doesn't mean that if there is a huge natural disaster or other emergency or man-made disaster, that you don't galvanize to help provide support, but just having a plan and also making sure that you're the right organization to address the problem and that you're not perpetuating the problem by mistake because you're not asking the whys. But that's not what this episode is about. And I respect that. So please. But we do have, we have a two-part the wine oh, grain is silent previous episodes you may want to check out. So yeah. So, but anyway, so create that strategic plan mm-hmm. and then use that plan to help direct your grant seeking needs. Right. Um, and so from there you can start your research and whether you're using foundation directory online or instrumental or grant station, or just the good old internet or grants.gov or wh- whatever it is. Okay. Use all the tools at your disposal, do your grant research and start figuring out, what are the funders and their opportunities that fit your organization's work, right? So when you're looking at funder guidelines, you're trying to figure out, do we have mission match? 
Okay. So if you are, yeah. you know, the Atlanta food bank and you're feeding the hungry, is, is that the mission of the funder is to feed the hungry? If it is. Or provide basic human services, which is something I always look for. Absolutely. So then you're also, so great, mission match. That's a good thing. Then you're also looking to see if they fund your type of organization, right? Do they only fund nonprofits? Are you a nonprofit? You know, do they, are you a nonprofit that's been around for at least a couple of years, right? Yes. That's a good one too. Uh, What about geography? There are some funders that will only fund maybe a certain state, or maybe I've seen funders that will only fund DeKalb County, Georgia. So if, if my client is doing work in DeKalb County, that's awesome. If my client is in Cherokee County, guess what? I can't apply. Even if everything else aligns, they're not going that's to. That's an hour away by good car on good roads <laughs> when, when the chicken truck is not overturned and there's no drama. Not, Ask us how we know this. Yes, not, not the same. So these are the kinds of things that you're trying to make sure match up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because if they don't, then you're chasing something that you're never going to catch. And that's what we're trying to avoid you spinning your wheels and wasting your time. Um, you also want to look at how much money are they awarding, right? So if you've got a million dollar project and it's only a $5,000 grant, the max that they're going to give you, or that's the average. I mean, I'm all about piecemealing grants to get to your big funding. Look, but if I'm having I'm to get not. to a million dollars, $5,000, I mean, I, I go for two half a million dollar grants. If I oh, had well, to. that's not piecemeal. That's, that's just smart. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, 5000 5, probably not the right match for this big $5 million program. But maybe there's another program. Or, or unless you have the staff and the resources to yes. go. Okay, we are going to piecemeal because maybe we have family foundations, right? They give mm-hmm. us X amount. And, you know, a lot of times for me, it has been those are like the general operating grants yes. that are sort of a cross between a grant and a major donor outreach. So there's like a letter, there's a call, there's a visit kind of thing. So yeah. I'm not saying don't ignore them, but if you have a big project that you're trying to fund through mainly grants, yeah, you know. Let's go for the big ticket. The bigger the ticket grant, the better, as long yeah. as it's a good fit for your scope and you can mm-hmm. handle the reporting. Just, yeah, I'd rather write two five hundred thousand dollar grants than a hundred ten thousand dollar grants. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. math, mm-hmm. math. Yep, absolutely. So these are just all the little things you need to look at. And also, what what types of things do they fund? Right, not right. everybody funds general operating. Not everybody funds capital campaigns. So you want to just make sure that all the needs and everything are, are aligning. So um, another important thing is timing and deadlines. Right. So if you find a grant, but it's due in two days, well, if it's a short LOI, that I mean, you might be able to turn that out in two p- days, no problem. Uh, I mean, that's assuming that yes. everything else is static and there's nothing else going on in the well, workplace or your personal too. life. Yes. I'm just... But a big federal grant, you're not going to be able to throw together in two days. I don't care how good oh. you are. Oh, you can. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> can. But that's it's not chasing be... the money because it's going to be sloppy. And... That is, oh. That's not even chasing the money. That's flinging yourself in desperation <laughs> after the money has already taken a fast train out of town. <laughs> That is, it is, and I am sure that there's somebody who's listening who knows somebody who's like, well, I did that and I got that grant. You are the exception. Yes, not the rule. It's like when you see, you know, so-and-so is 105 years old today and then they're like, well, my secret is... Uh, I drink a Dr. Pepper every, every day. day. I smoke a pack of cigarettes. Good for you, sir. <laughs> That's usually not the recipe for longevity. You're no. the exception no. and bless yes. your yeah. heart, but you, that, I'm just saying, don't... Yep. We're not so, all exceptional. Yep. I include myself in that. <laughs> so, but anyway, you're just making sure everything aligns so you're not 
wasting your time. Fair. And that's what chasing, chasing the money is basically a waste of time is what we're ultimately telling you today. Nope. Um, and then one thing I would point out too, this doesn't necessarily, you know, have to be done, but I have learned over the years, and I think um, it may be Bethany Planton, a friend of ours, that taught me this trick. Bethany Planton. Shout out to my girl. Um, when you rule funders out, don't just like not include them on the list. Like have a list of here are all the ones I've vetted and have ruled out and maybe even a note why. Like our missions don't master. They don't fund this area. Because chances are at some point a boss or a board member is going to be like, well, why aren't we going after the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? And you can just go to your look. I've already looked at them and here's why I've ruled them out. I've done my homework. There, um, I actually use, again, because this is not my first rodeo, spend yeah. a lot of time going, if you're doing a prospect research analysis, different people call it different things, researching grant opportunities. Mm-hmm. I always, there's like the big, long, scary list of everything using basic keywords. Yes. Then there's going through that list. And I know y'all know this, but I'm, I'm saying I'm a total and total agreement with Bethany. And in fact, I've worked with Bethany on some prospect research projects. And it's like, here's the long list. Here's the shorter list. Here are the recommendations. Sometimes they're color coded. And within the, these are the ones I think are the best fit. Then they're individual profiles and, um, you know, things to move forward. But there's also that because people just like to, because I, I feel like the people listening to us are the ones having to explain to people they report to. Yes. Stop chasing the money. And it's like, think about your resources. You want to go for the best fits first. Yeah. And here are maybe some second tier possibilities that as time permits, or they may require cultivation. And by that, I mean, building relationships with the program officer. They may need a site visit. They may be invitation only but your executive director may know their executive director. Yeah. I'm not saying rule those out, but go after the ones that are the best fit with, frankly, the least, least amount of work, of work first. Because you're going to be working anyway. Don't We're worry. Working smarter, not harder. Yeah, here. right. But keep a record of that. And in fact, I even have with one of my clients, they have some board members who are convinced that, um, that they don't need to fundraise. They'll merely provide lists of corporate foundations from all over the country with whom they have no relationships. And that'll be the way to get more money. I have thoughts and feelings about that, but I was like, fair enough. I will sit down and do a, it's a form and it's, there's a series of questions and you're just, and so then there's a document. Yes. So it depends on, it depends on your work environment and whether or not you need that, but that's sort of building onto Amanda's don't rule those, those out. Mm -hmm. And also if it's a new foundation, don't rule them out after just one try. I'm not saying chase the money, but I'm like, you know, maybe two, maybe two, possibly three grant cycles before you would rule someone out if they're a new potential new funder. Yeah. So it's not just go for the easy stuff and forget the rest, but it's like document because unfortunately you can just burn through some time trying to educate someone. So if there are documents and things that will make your educational outreach easier, yeah, it's worth the time. Well, and document, cause you're not going to remember like some of them you'll remember why. Cause like, again, the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, that's a big one. You're going to remember why that didn't work. But when they come back to you about, well, what about the Bertrice Chisholm, the third and June son junior foundation? I'm like, I don't remember looking at that one. Why did I roll it out? Well, it's, you want to have that 
that note. So, so you're stopping not, the chase, you yeah. know, stopping the chasing the money can be a lot about education and documentation so that you're not having to go, Oh, well, let me get back to you. It's like, boom, here, mm-hmm. look in your email. Here's the attachment. Here's Done. a lot of times too. If you're going in, it kind of segues into the thing that, that I really strongly believe in is developing a grants calendar. Yes. But a big part of that can be, here's what we're going for. Here are the ones that didn't make the priority list and why it can be just, it can be a spreadsheet, although there are plenty of um, online applications and yes. platforms to help you through this process. Plenty and they're great. But I mean, it's just keeping your notes as you go can really help save so much time when you're putting together a grants calendar and your boss, cause y'all are all really cute. Well, accessorized, smart people. I can just tell, right. Yeah. I mean, I can just tell, um, if you're, if you're putting together a grants calendar, an argument could be, well, there are grants that come up out of the blue. I feel you grants out of the blue and it might look nice with a soft green background, like maybe a succulent or something. But, um, you, if you build out what you know and start working toward that, you're just in a better position, right? Yes. Because things might pop up and isn't that great? Yeah. But then you're not, at la- trust me, being last minute me for years and years, I was finally like, the adrenaline rush that I get from being last minute does not equal the exhaustion, doesn't overcome the exhaustion that I feel and the out of controlness. Yeah. Um, taking on too many things at once. So. That's true. A grants calendar can really help you move through that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, it'll also help you help you, but also help your boss. Right. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of this is about educating up and about building a case. But then if you have a calendar and you've gone over it before, maybe you have weekly meetings. If you don't, maybe you should start. If you have clients, that's always a good thing too, because, Clients hire consultants because they don't have the capacity for grant writing or fundraising or strategic planning or whatever it is, right? They either don't have the time capacity or the resources or the knowledge. That's why you're there. So having regular check-in meetings where you can present, hey, based on our research, here's what we agreed on, right? Mm -hmm. When there is something extra that comes up, then it's more like, hey, client or director or whoever it is, however you're working, Here's what we have agreed to already. Here's this exciting new thing. Yeah. How can we fit it in? Yeah. You know, or is it time to pull something out and substitute this? Or are there some things we can outsource for a hot minute and that so, so we yeah. can handle it internally? It just. Well, it, I brought, I mean, when I worked in Alpharetta, occasionally our, um, my city manager's admin assistant, if I was like, I can't do it all. Some like this new thing showed up, but I can't. And he would say, well, you know, she could, she, cause she was a good writer. And so she could, I could hand some stuff off to her and um, she would help put things yeah, together. Right? So, I mean, there's always, there's always other people that can hands on deck or if there isn't, then the answer is, okay, I've already got a full plate. If, if, if you say yes, this other thing is more important. And I may agree, then what are we dropping? What are we dropping? What are we dropping? Or what are we going, we're going to hold till the next grant cycle. That's it Or too. how are we working this out if I have to work an 80-hour week to get yeah, this stuff done? Absolutely. I mean, I'm just, yeah. You need to have those conversations. And that can also help in the stop chasing the money because it may be like, well, this is a $5 million grant from the Coca-Cola Foundation. And it's like, there's one. I'm not picking on Coca-Cola, but I'm just, I'm from Atlanta. Um, there, but there, maybe if there's one $5 million grant, then, 
and it's open across the country, that's also where you can be like, yeah, we can add it to the grants calendar and it'll take like 30 hours probably to do this Mm -hmm. uh, uninterrupted with all the information. So what's it going to be? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, and building off of that, once you've got that calendar, as much as possible, you definitely want to stick to that plan, right? And like Kimberly says, and I'm not saying you can't make room for surprise funding opportunities that fit because, I mean, there could be suddenly a new something that has never existed before and you're perfect for it. And it's, if it's a bigger opportunity or a better opportunity, why wouldn't you go after that? than maybe that same one you've tried three years in a row and haven't gotten. So there is, there is wiggle room. Mm-hmm. Um, but anytime some sort of rogue funding opportunity shows up in your lap, if it doesn't fit, <laughs> sounds painful, explain why and be like, we have this plan. If we work the plan, we know we're going to meet our fundraising goals. And this is going to throw a wrench in that. So, you know, but just suddenly dropping a good, well thought out, developed plan to change Perhaps money. A, a funder that's funded you before yes. and maybe they fund every other year or, you know, it's a multi-year funding versus one time only. Yeah. 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 So there's always options, but just don't suddenly chase the money just because, because it shows up because it's there. Just, just the fact that it's there doesn't mean it's, it's for us. And one of the things I always, I love this phrase. I use it all the time. We may be eligible, but we're not competitive. So yes. Can we apply for this? Absolutely. Are we going to get it? Probably not. And I always tell people, I don't have a crystal ball. So I'm not, you know, there have been some grants that I thought were a long shot that we got. I mean, it happens. Fair. It happens. It, I'm not saying it never happens, but there's also a lot of long shots that I was like, the whole time I'm writing it because somebody told me I had to write it. Yeah. I'm like, that's an error going to happen. And I mean, I, I put my best foot forward every time because I'm, if we can get the money, great. But, you know, it comes up a lot with federal grants where they, yes. federal grants, love them or hate them, they are specific. They're so specific. And the eligibility section and their OFA, OFA, right? NOFA. Well, there's NOFAs and OFAs. OFAs. Uh, There's all kinds of RFPs. (laughs) Jinx. (laughs) But um, it'll list out the eligibility. And I've had discussions, and I know we're going to tell some stories in a minute, but Mm -hmm. it's like, well, we can apply because we're a nonprofit. I'm like, hold, please. And, you know, it's like, yes, yes, you are a nonprofit, but there's a million other things. And like... You know, it's actually a clinical research grant and you don't do research or it's a regional planning grant around uh, primary care or Mm -hmm. improving access to primary care. And it's regional and you are a single clinic that does great work, but you you don't have the scope to even cover the county. So it's just um, that it the. The bigger the possible grant award, and then oh, yeah. the more general the eligibility, it plays right into your mm-hmm. yeah. You're not competitive, and while I don't like the whole Hunger Games mentality around that gets built into grant seeking, you do want to be you do want to be a good fit, not just yes. a fit, but a good fit. Yes, it's kind of like buying jeans, right? Yes, you know you could try their jeans in your size, and the sizes are different, and whatever because. Because patriarchy, but, um, but you know, there are all those genes, but you're going to try to find something that's the best fit yeah. rather than looking, okay, this has, this is a pair of jeans in a size that's close to mine. I shall buy yeah. them. Mm-hmm. You want to find the best fit. Yeah. Cause you're not going to wear them if you don't love them. True. <laughs> so tell your story. I know you've got a great tasting the money story. <sighs> so 
I and I, I would say that, yeah, I mean, it is a good story. It's just like I had scheduled time away um, and had let my clients know. And we had worked our plan, planned our work, worked our plan, neener, neener. And I'm off doing things that I like to do. Um, and while I was gone, there was a big announcement for a big grant from another state, a state that is not Georgia. And um, it, it was exactly that. It was like, we are a nonprofit and we can apply. And I was like, y'all, I'm gone. Five days. And all of a sudden it's like, and it was a due in two weeks. And it was, it was um, a grant that was sort of the scope of um, federal grants. I think mm-hmm. it was pass through funds. And, and I'm like, which has some thoughts and feelings on them giving you two weeks to put together a big proposal. Well, I'm not quite sure that I think the window might have been a little longer. Uh, they I, just found it and had two yeah, weeks. Yeah, okay, but I think it was happens. more. I think it was more like three or possibly four weeks. Yeah. But it wasn't a long. But it wasn't a six week window. And I'm also like, hey, are we? Did you go to the webinar? And I'm like, you know, and I'm getting back and I'm downloading pages and pages that I'm going through. And it was a happy ending because I was, I was going through and I'm like, there's no way. And I'm also like, why didn't this turn up in any of my research? Am I losing my touch? Am I not? And it was like, no, because they weren't exactly qualified for it when you got all the way down. So they stopped at, we are eligible because we're a nonprofit that provides this particular service. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, I'm like, read that fine print, read all 80 pages of that RFP. But it's my job, right? It's my job. And I'm like, Hey, Hey, when we get down to here, you actually have to have the way that you define this term and the way that the grant is defining the term are two different things like community partner and collaborator. Those were some, maybe some key words and it meant one thing to the agency, and they were right, but the funder agency meant something described else. it very specifically, very differently, and very yeah. something they did not offer. They're both right, but the funder was setting the rules for this grant. But so it was an awkward, I felt like the cold wind of doom, but then I often feel like that. <laughs> but I was like, thank you. But I also didn't want to shut down the enthusiasm of searching for opportunities. Yeah. But I'm also like, I feel you searching for opportunities, but we've got 10 really good grants that are due between now and the end of the year. And we'll just keep looking at these, but let's don't pull the trigger unless you read all the way through. Yeah. Or unless you go to the technical webinar and ask, we provide this service and we are already funded by grant X. Can we apply for grant Y, which is another thing that happened. Mm -hmm. And we were told no, like, no three times and documented in the chat because your girl, I was just like, um, let me ask this one more time just to make yeah. sure so that I could go back and say, they Not say no. Me. And if there's another agency that's using both of those grants for the same purpose, let's don't rock that boat. But I'm telling you, these folks this year at this time said no after mm-hmm. I asked three times. So let's don't chase that money. And I mean, you could look at it the other way and go, yeah, I can't really chase that money and bill that client. But that's, that's not, that's not how I want to operate. Yeah. I mean, 
That's yeah. just that I, I don't want to take their money for something well, that they're not, they could slide something in, but it's going to turn up in the review exactly. that they have this other funding because they had to document other funding. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Well, that's what I always try to tell clients. I'm like, look, it behooves me to write more grants for you because I'm I'm going to get paid more. Yeah. So when yeah. I'm telling you it's not a fit, I'm really, I'm, I mean... I promise you, I'm being honest because could I, I always tell my people, could I write this for you and charge you for it and you pay me? Absolutely. But are you going to get it? Probably not. And I don't want to waste your time. There is a privilege as consultants that we yes. have that employees don't have. And I want to honor that. Yes. I'm privileged in many ways. And that is another one. Yeah. But as, as an employee, you can talk about the resources of your time. Absolutely. But I have talked to clients. All, all, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to take your money. I'm not going to sit here and take your money. Mm-hmm to write this grant because I just don't think it's going to be a really competitive proposal. Yeah. And, and that, you know, mm-hmm. also I'm, I'm real careful about who I work with. And yeah. If, if it's a couple of rounds of that, I'm like, this is just not a good fit. Exactly. I don't feel, exactly. I don't feel right. I don't feel right yeah. doing that. Well, I've got uh, a client, You've got a, a client, I've got a story too, a client that's a, they provide um, primary care mm. um, to folks who can't, don't have access to health insurance um, or don't, can't afford it. Um, and, have a great working relationship with both their executive director and their board. And for the most part, they, as long as I, they set their goals every year. And as long as I'm meeting them, we're, we just move along like clockwork. They're not too picky about, well, are you going for this green or this one or this one? As long as it's because you know, she knows what she's doing and they and, let her do it. Cause I, and they know what they're doing and they handle, they do the work and they manage the grants and they do a great job. You mean it. you don't go in and tell them how to treat their patients? I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, but anyway, a grant opportunity that they had just uh, had gotten an email about the executive director emailed me and it was through Wells Fargo. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it had to do with, um, it was a community health, but it was relate, related to financial literacy and financial things, oh, right? Down and this so road, they so road. they sent it to me. I read all the guys. And it was one of those, like, just reading the blurb because it was talking about community health. You're like, hey, this is, and it was nonprofits and, and the, it fit the geographic. But then once you started reading the three buckets of funding, there was nothing they, they did not pay for anything medical health care related. Um, and so I wrote back and I was like, hey, according to their guidelines, they don't fund your type of programming. You know, so I Were suggest you pulling we it out and on. quoting in the email because I will I will yes. pull it out. Well, I'm like, say, you can as it says here. Um, and so this time, for whatever reason, it must have been that the. Um, chairman of the board had seen this grant opportunity. So when the executive director told him we weren't, he was like, but I don't understand. And his thinking, which I don't disagree with in any way, shape or form, but his thinking is it has to do with people's financial health. Yes. And if you cannot afford healthcare and you get sick and then you can't work, that's going to cause, and medical bills cause bankruptcy. And and that's, I I finally had to write him back and I said, I totally agree with you. And can we make that argument? Yes. But when you, and then that's when I was quoting the, they basically were funding financial classes, financial training. I said, so, and you know, and that's not what we do. And I didn't want that mission creep, which they weren't, they weren't saying, oh, we need to start doing this. But his, also the lot, the, the his logic was, was, was sound, but it was too far yes. from what they, what the funder was asking yes. for. I mean, yes, the underpinnings, it's all related mm-hmm. and I also have thoughts and feelings about just picking out one part of the problem and thinking that it's going to solve everything because no, yeah. but 
and his logic was sound, but it it's was. like, that's not how funders but they, work. They came back and said, okay. So, I mean, that was a, an easy, but some, sometimes it does take a couple of, sometimes it's not just, oh, they take your word for it. Sometimes you have to walk through, well, here's our thinking. Well, got it. But now based on that, here's what the funder says. And so it, it goes back to education. It goes back to education and documenting the crap out of yes. things so that you can, because the sad truth is that it, particularly if you're young, or if you're a, a woman or a person of color or any mm-hmm. combination thereof, you're not going to be taken as seriously as me walking in with my white lady silver hair thing I'm rocking and going, well, there's this, 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 and this. And in my 25 years of experience, I've not seen this. I'm not ruling it out. But I think in your case, I don't want to waste your money. That's a real easy conversation for me to have now. Yeah. But 20 years ago, it was not. So having that being the content expert, right? The subject matter expert on the grant, the providers, the yes. volunteer providers and nurses and pharmacists at this primary care clinic are the experts in their field. You are the expert in your field, regardless of who who you are and what you look like. This, If you yep. are writing the grants, it is your job to be all over that fine print and looking, being strategic in your thinking and being able to articulate that is one of the best ways I've found to move, to build my own confidence in what I know and move the whole grant seeking and fundraising mm-hmm. process forward yep. with logic and not emotions. Very true. And a lot of that just kind of comes down to documenting and just being ready to cut and paste and argue civilly. There we go. So, so kind of sum up basically <laughs> what we're talking about when it comes to stop chasing the the money. Do TL, your homework. Is this the TLDR? Yes. Sorry, you had to wait till like minute <laughs> five thousand and ten. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Uh, do your homework, and like Kimberly says, you need to trust your grant pro. So if you're listening and you're a program director or a board member, trust your grant pro when they recommend passing on a grant opportunity. Trust them that they know what they're talking about and that they're going to have other opportunities that do fit. So the money's going to come. Um, when you do find grant activities or grant opportunities mm-hmm. that have been carefully cultivated, take the time to do those proposals right. So you have a good shot of being funded, you know, build that plan, stick with it. Um, and yes, leave room for unexpected opportunities because legit ones do come up every come now up. and then, especially on the federal side. I feel like there are... They'll every- be running along routinely and all of a sudden it's like, blam! Here's yes. a special thing. That- well, there's always, I mean, if you think about it, like... You know, in the past couple of years, rightfully so, there has been a lot of federal funding related to public safety and mental health and those tying together. Before that, there was a lot of stuff related to opioid because that was a big problem. So whenever there's... It's still a big problem. Oh, absolutely. But whenever there is a big problem in our country that is brought to the forefront, I feel like the answer from when it comes to the powers that be is... Gonna throw grant money at it. That'll that'll solve it all. So you know there there are going to be grants that you didn't know existed that suddenly are because Congress you know added it, it to a new bill. It can and happen, suddenly, but all the more reason to have your plan in place to go. Yes. Okay, we can do this if we move that around. And also, I'm just I am so not interested in staying up all night finishing any grant oh for anybody. Gosh, never, Straight up, those never. that ship has sailed. <laughs> Those days were never fun. You know what? Fun. I never even, like, I think a couple of times I may have stayed at work late till like, 6, 7, 8 o'clock at night. But I never did the pulled an all-nighter. But don't because, you know people who were like, oh, they I almost do. like they take pride, pride in it? Yeah. And I'm like, 
Yeah. I don't know if I'd be so proud. Well, I just like my sleep too much because I don't function without it. No, so. and I don't do really good work if I don't have any sleep and I'm not properly caffeinated. No. Yeah. I mean, so. if, if that works for you, okay, but it may not work for you the way it, the way you think it is. <laughs> yes. And it may not be sustainable, but having the plan, then if you do have to super extend, the other things are already under control and in place. And so every grant is not this super stressful experience. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, that all just feeds into not chasing the money. If you have a plan, if you have a place at the table, frankly, you should be, you, in my opinion, you're, you should be paid to be at the table, right? Cause you're the one putting um, literal and metaphorical bread on the table. If you mm -hmm. might, if I can use a ancient reference to money there um, as a grant professional. So, helping your organization learn about the importance of those kinds of steps and being the subject matter expert for your agency that's your employer or mm -hmm. your clients will help them in a long in the long run it's not i mean maintaining a sane life is important as much as you possibly can but also for the good not only for the good of the organization but the communities and the people and the trees and the animals and everything that they're trying to help, right? Yeah. It's going to go better if they're more efficient about raising that money. Yep. What she said, y'all. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm proclaimed because we're like in our, we're in our little pod spa. And we're doing all this cool stuff for this year, but I am so glad that you are listening. Whether you're glad or not, I can only hope yes. that you were glad you listened to the Fundraising Hate Aid podcast. And what will help us help you and help other people connect is hopping on Apple podcast. If that is where you live with your podcast and leave a review, even three words, a five-star rating would be so appreciated if you would join all the other people who have given us those ratings over the years. It helps so much in the weird algorithmic process of how our pod gets in front of people. Um, if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, that's fine. Listen on our website. Go to Podbean. Go to Spotify. And just tell your friends. Pop a link in there. Just it, anything. Those are the kinds of things that will help us grow. And in another five years from now, yeah, we might have slightly bigger plants in the background. You, you can't ever know. tell. Can't well, I mean, tell. that's how um, pretty much every podcast I listen to is because a friend was like, have you checked out this show? And that's, you know, that's that's typically how I find the shows I love. So yeah. tell a friend, please. And y'all have been so super supportive. And yes. we're just looking forward to what this big special year will bring. Thank you again to our season six sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. We appreciate their support in making grants less stressful. Visit their website, dhleonardconsulting.com, to download their latest resources today. So thanks for joining us in Season 6. We'll be back in two weeks with our next episode. We're going to talk about something really cool Kimberly did this past year, partnering with a fellow grant professional when you have a large-scale proposal, like a project that comes your way that's too good to pass up, but also too big to handle alone, Huge. and you're a one-woman shop. How do you handle that? Or one-man shop. So One-person shop. Yeah. So if that's you, it's going to be an especially helpful episode. Yay. So until then, dear listeners. Bye.